0: What's up, guys? It is the Blue Bloods, and we are here with another two-minute drill, man. It is February 17th, or this is when it'll at least be coming out, recording February 16th. But we are here, man, episode two. I introduced this new show um, yesterday, and I'm hoping y'all are going to enjoy it five days a week, like I said, for the Blue Bloods. And I don't think I could be more excited for this, man. I love coming on here and talking football with y'all. We're working on some live stream stuff where we can do this live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, our Periscope account, all that kind of stuff. But this episode, I think we're going to talk more about the transfer portal. There's been some huge entries, huge exits that have already found new homes, I would say. And, you know, I want to look at one in particular, and that is Tyler Shaw. And in case you guys don't know who this is, this is the Oregon quarterback Took over for Justin Herbert this year, had a really good year with Oregon, won the Pac-12 championship, started all seven games for 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 the Ducks, and was an integral part in winning the championship for f- for the Ducks. And I was very very surprised that you know he left, but you know I'm looking at it here, and it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. Why he would leave, but you look at the Fiesta Ball win. And I we gotta take that, you know, or the fiesta bowl loss, I would say, with Iowa State. He got benched large, large stretches for Anthony Brown, backup quarterback, probably gonna be the start of this year, unless one of those freshmen or really the red shirt guys from last year make an impact. But I would guess Anthony Brown is the guy for the ducks moving forward. And I'm looking at 2020 season, over 63 percent completion percentage, over 1,500 yards passing. This is only in only seven games, 13 touchdowns, six inter- six interceptions, two rushing touchdowns. But he really, really struggled with consistency and accuracy, and those were really his biggest issues, I would say. And this was really only his first year starting, and with the 15. He was the 15th best quarterbacks in terms of efficiency this year. And, you know, Shaw will have three years of eligibility remaining guys, and he's going to be a graduate transfer. So you look at all this, man. Mario Christian Ball building a really, really, really good contender out there in Oregon. If, if it went for the opt-outs... If it wasn't for the canceled seasons, uh, I would say they had a chance at the playoffs. I know all y'all heard me on Couch Coach. I know you heard me on you know the normal Blue Bloods podcast. Th- this was something I was really high on. Oregon, I thought Oregon was going to make the playoffs for sure. thought they were going to win the Pac-12, which they eventually still did. They went through some rough patches, but I was really impressed with Shaw. I, he was not Justin Herbert that was really my only critique of him is that he wasn't Justin Herbert. And then you look at winning the Patrick championship. He played his best game, you know, I guess for last, you could say, but I didn't, I didn't see anything that he must've been told something guys. I mean, he must've been, it's seen the writing on the wall that he wasn't going to be the guy going forward. He already graduated. He gets three years immediately eligible anywhere else. And now I know you're probably wondering, well, where's where's he looking at? Penn State, Auburn, Washington State are the three schools that are really recruiting Shaw the hardest. And you know, as an Auburn fan, I can speak to it pretty well. There's been some strong talks, but I just find it hard to believe he's going to wind up at Auburn. You still have Bo Nix sitting there at the quarterback spot, who I don't, I, I can't see him not starting. He already has ties to the program. This is coming into his third year. I would find it really, really hard-pressed to think that Knicks isn't going to start next year. And then, on top of that, what about Demetrius Davis coming in, top 200 quarterback, to, top two or top 200 player, top, what, 10 quarterback, and he's the winningest high school quarterback in Texas football history coming in as a true freshman. I have a really, really hard time believing that Tyler Shaw is going to come into that especially after the fact that he just went what he just went through at Oregon where Anthony Brown was taking his spot do you want to go into Auburn in that SEC environment where there's already two quarterbacks that are probably going to have a head start on you not even including Shalil Garrett who already was at Auburn last year and could have I guess an outside chance of winning that quarterback job and then you look at Penn State this is the one I want to focus on Washington State I could see I think I could see it if he doesn't get into any of these, any of the two other places. But in terms of Penn State, I really, really like this option. And the reason is Sean Clifford is not a long-term option, guys. Let's be honest. I mean, he had some huge games this year. But an 0-5 start at Penn State this year has a lot of people thinking, okay, maybe this isn't the guy for us. And I kind of agree. Just uh, regardless of how you feel, I think I kind of agree there. And, you know, I'm looking around at that roster. It's really nice. I mean, they lose Shaka Tony. They lose Micah Parsons. But that that defense is ready to compete year in and year out. And I have a real tough time thinking they're going to go forward with Sean Clifford or any of the other quarterbacks on the roster. You insert a guy who just won a Pac-12 championship, and I think that makes them an instant Big Ten contender even even if they you know you already thought they would i think it puts them over the top and i think they've just been i mean you say what you want about Penn State the last few years they've been one or two quarterbacks away from or one quarterback away for the past two three years from really winning a pac twelve championship trace mcSorley balling, almost got them there, but he just I mean, I know there was that trend on social media, Trace McSorley, the song, and all that, but he wasn't the guy, and I, they just haven't had that go-to quarterback. I mean, that Justin Fields loss, when Justin Fields committed to Penn State, if Fields stuck with Penn State, we're, we're probably talking about Penn State, James Franklin having multiple national championships. Just Justin Fields would come in there, start as a true freshman, and probably – Probably been three time playoff appearance, that three back to back playoff appearances with fields there. And I really believe that, especially two years ago when they had Michael Parsons, Shaka Tony, all those guys all playing together. That would have been a tough, tough, tough team to beat. Washington State, I just can't, I can't see this being in there. I, I have a real tough time. They're just going to go to another Pac 12 school. Why not? If you already have two programs in Auburn and in a Penn state that might be just a quarterback away. I think Auburn's way more than a quarterback away, but they're closer than Washington state at least. And it's in the sec. So I can see him wanting to make his name on that stage. But I really think this is an interesting thing to watch. Tyler Shaw enters the transfer portal. I'm going to keep you guys updated on the two minute drill on where he may or may not go. I keep y'all uh, kind of caught up on the latest, but Second topic here today, guys. I'm not going to go over time today. I'm going to try to keep it true for you guys. Another transfer, but this guy has committed somewhere. Mike Jones Jr., guys. Transfer from Clemson. He was their hybrid type player. He replaced Isaiah Simmons at that linebacker slash safety role. And this sent a huge shockwave through Baton Rouge last week as Mike Jones Jr. took his talents down there he started all he started, I think, seven games this season, appeared in all of them this year and the national championship run last year as they made their you know national championship appearance run for his career. Forty six tackles, seven for loss, about half a sack, two interceptions, two forced fumbles. You know, not jumping off the page, but what he brings is more intangibles, leadership experience and just athleticism. All the tools are there. You know, I talked yesterday about Malik Murphy with Texas is having all those physical tools. You just got a perfect recipe. All you got to do is not mess it up. And this kid athletic, he can play in coverage. He's fast. He's instinctive. He's physical. And he comes with loads of big game experience. He was an, an intricate player when this team faced LSU back, back in what, 2019 this guy, this kid can ball, man. And there's a reason Dabo Sweeney was not happy about this kid's loss. This is one I did not expect to see transfer. Venables doesn't lose players like this, guys. I'm really interested to see what happened here. Is there someone that taking playing time away? Is there is what did what did they see? I think someone to watch is Trenton Simpson. We'll get to him in a second, but LSU had a historic, had a historically bad defense this year. I think it was the worst in school history, one of the worst in SEC history. I mean, this defense was bad. It lacked effort at times, and it really cost them some games, you know, down the stretch in big moments. And Jones is going to be a much, much needed, I guess, uh, addition, especially after the loss of Jabril Cox, who was the transfer from uh, North Dakota State last year. It would have been cool to see him jump on that extra year of eligibility due to COVID. He didn't, but it's fine. Damone Clark is still there. He's a stud, man. Mike Jones Jr. and Damone Clark um, are going to be probably one of the best linebacker duos in the entire country, guys, and they're going to be someone to watch. And in terms of this defense, man, you look at just on paper, like I know the LSU defense was bad this year. They've looked decent on paper last year. They shouldn't have played that bad, but I want to look, you know, ahead, just looking at just like the back end. Let's so, ignore the D line. There are some studs down there, but I want to look at the linebackers and DBs. Eli Ricks, Derek Stingley, Damone Clark, and now Mike Jones. Uh Listen, say what you want, wrap it up, man. This this could be one of the best defenses in the country on paper next year. And I think, listen, I I say what you want about LSU this year. Say what you want about Coach O. I don't think they're going to perform how they did this year. And, you know, sh- I, I really, really like what Coach o did this year, man. I, I like what he did this offseason in terms of rebuilding the coaching staff. Getting some youth in there, getting some fresh faces. You know, they brought uh, dear I think it's um, Deontay Jones in defensive coordinator. And I really like that hire. I think he's a fresh face. They've built a staff together. I think him and Coach O are going to have really, really good rapport in terms of play calling, defensive scheme the type of players they want to bring into LSU. And Mike Jones, I think, is just the first step to that. This is a kid who's going to have three years of eligibility. I think he'll only probably play two. This kid's on the way to the NFL. And if you're Mike Jones, this has got to be a perfect fit. You get the same exposure. You're in the SEC. You're at the, the SEC West. You're at LSU. That is historically been one or two in terms of defensive back development and sending them to the nfl dbu is always down to florida lsu i guess you could throw ohio state in there but they're always i would say lsu is up right up there in terms of dbu and i think i think this additions he knows he can make this lsu defense better he knows the type of potential they have if miles brennan doesn't get hurt or if he can come back that'd be a terrible tragedy if he can't end up playing but you bring back him, you bring back those stable of running backs that really started clicking late last year. That offensive line still pretty much put together, and it it looks like it's going to be good. The wide receiving core is always going to have talent at LSU. If you can get some production out of that defensive line, that O-line can click early, Miles Brennan continues doing what he's doing, you can avoid some early upsets for LSU. LSU can make another run at SEC title, and I know that sounds kind of crazy to some people, but I think LSU you cannot overlook, and this is this is going to be interesting because I really feel like Texas A&M, Alabama, and LSU are all primed to have their best shot at the SEC title. So Nick Same is going to have it on his hands now, and I'm really interested to see, is LSU going to go after some more grad transfers? I would like to see a grad transfer DN. I really want them to have that impact defensive end. Caleb Von Chason was kind of that. But I would like to see them add a few more pieces on this defense. I'm really, really impressed with what is doing right now, and I think Coach O is on a mission to show that this this wasn't a one a, a one year you know a one hit wonder. I think he wants to build LSU into a national perennial powerhouse down there in the swamps, man. And, and we always great coaching hires, transfer portal stuff, and this is going to be crazy, man. But I'm giving this an A plus plus. I'm giving this a hundred and five, man. You answered the extra credit right. Uh, you're my favorite student. Whatever it is, man, you got it. You got a hundred and five. You got an A plus plus here. Got some extra credit, and it's just because it fills a big need with Jabril Cox leaving. It 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 gives you experience that you lacked at times last year. It 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 replaces effort. It gives you. It's like a little a little pinch of like like energy into this program man and you saw that with Joe Burrow, man. that team in 2019 regardless of all the talent was one of the most high energy high the most exciting never take a playoff team that I've seen play in a long time and last year I just didn't see that there was never that spark Mike Jones could be that spark on defense. I think him and Derek Steenley are going to have them boys balling down there in Baton Rouge. And if that all comes together and this coaching staff can gel, I think y'all could be looking at another LSU team that's going to make a strong, strong run in the SEC championship. But for that, guys, man, that is our 15-minute, two-minute drill for for February 17th. Man, I appreciate y'all listening. Y'all know y'all can find this. Wherever y'all already listened to the Blue Bloods, man, we're coming out with a Blue Bloods episode today as well. So after you finish listening to this, let's go ahead, go listen to our interview with NC State insider Corey Smith, man. We definitely appreciate him coming on and Listen, we appreciate y'all listening. Y'all can find the two-minute drill on YouTube, the video version. Man. You can see me in my new room slash office, man. We got the jerseys up and everything, man. We, we're out here trying to put the most content out for you guys, man, because we love y'all, and we appreciate y'all supporting the Blue Bloods. But, guys, I will be back tomorrow with another two-minute drill, and we got some more episodes coming out later this week, more interviews, more content. Y'all know how it is. But for right now, guys, we are...